Welcome back to another episode of Compadre's Happy Hour. Today we're joined by our special friend, Julie B. What's up? Hey, hey, Julie. Julie uh, reminded me, re- reminded me that I was wrong how we met. Uh, we met at uh, one of uh, Erica and Steve's uh, many, dinner parties. Yeah, dinner parties. I think it was the egg roll one. Yeah. Where it was just, yeah, oh, I, no, it was the pasta one. Yeah, because I fucked up my pasta. I, my pasta was a giant blob <laughs> of mush. I still ate it though. <laughs> I, I was very proud and I was chewing through it, but I it didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. Yeah, I mean, I felt really like the whole process was fucking difficult. Yeah, the whole I think the part that made it the hardest was when you're actually putting it through the little thing that cuts it up. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't have the right consistency, and everybody was like looking at each other's stuff, like, oh, so is that? You're a pasta making party. Yeah, yeah so like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so we're all at a table, everybody's making it themselves, but like, you're looking over at everybody else and they're like, this is way better than mine. <laughs> And it's just like so. Then, and when you would put it through, and if it went, every like I was like, yeah, it would break apart if you didn't. Yeah, yeah, it was horrible. And like it, well, then because you boiled it after, yeah. and then it would coagulate together and just become a pasta ball. <laughs> I ate it though. And, 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 oh, really? It was good. Uh, it was delicious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so great. No, like I remember, uh, like the people that succeeded. Oh no, the people that succeeded and tried to help you. We're like, no, just add more flour, add more egg, add more water. Dude, it was getting like a bigger blow. Right, bigger just turned ball. into a bigger ball yeah. of, of grossness. Uh, oh, you have to knit it? Like, I'm like, no, dude, it's not in my blood to do this. There was one person that was like knitting, kneading it the entire time. Like all of us are sitting there eating and they're still like, like, it's done. Like, it's mm. not, you're not going to be successful. Just give up. CJ was pretty good at it. Yeah, I know. But then again, he has a background in like, like jack of all trades. I know. Yeah. God, he has yeah. everything. He's what has he done? A little bit of everything, yeah. from my understanding. CJ, yeah. <laughs> CJ, dude. But that might have been a, a failed uh, attempt at making something. But we have to talk about you and Pat being the champions at. Uh, oh my goodness, at beer pong. Yeah. But did we? That was the day I think we made the egg rolls. No. No, no, no. That was. Uh, that wasn't. Uh, no, that must have been a different party because I think the whole reason we were there was for the beer pong championship. Yeah, yeah, the beer pong championship. Yes, and I'm not very good at beer pong, but for today, that day, that I was is, just boom, like on fire. So I was on point. so yeah. great. Yeah. I was so. I listen. I told everybody about it. I went home and I was like, mm. "By the way, check out my Instagram because there's, there's a success story <laughs> on there." I was so excited. Because before that, it was Erica and Adrian that always ran that ta- those tables. That day they lost. You know how sweet it was to beat Adrian. Oh hell! I think everyone. First wants of all, to he was like, and he was such a sore loser. Like he scribbled out my name on the no. list, <laughs> on the list, and like wrote like some like something very offensive. I don't yeah. even. Know. I have a picture of it somewhere yeah. on my phone. Me and Pat's name, and he was like putting X's and like sad faces, <laughs> and then like put a poopy emoji next mm-hmm. to our name or something because he was so upset that we whooped him. And you met Pat. How how regal and like how. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but when it comes to games, he got it. Oh man, we were uh, boom. So he gets emotional when it comes to the game. I think that he was just so excited that he met somebody else who was equally like we're go- they're going down. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not even really competitive, but for some reason it's just like because he was so excited. And then when we won the first one, I was like, okay, cool. And then we won the second one, I was like, that's it. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're we're winning the whole thing. And then obviously we we're against Adrian and Eric. I'm like, oh my god, it's so mm-hmm. great. And then to beat them, and it was like, because it looked. It was exactly like the whole McGregor or the whole, what's his name, the, the other pirate Mayweather. Because Adrian is shit-talking. You know, he's, he always shit-talks. Yeah. So he's Never. shit-talking, shit-talking, shit-talking. <laughs> oh, me. Come on now. And then, uh, and then Julie and Pat, boom, one after the other. Doom, doom. Yeah. It was like a Rudy moment. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
feel good story. Shoulders feel good story. Listen, I walked around with that, that thing. Everybody, like the the scorecard that we had. I was like, do you see this? Whose name is this? This is mine. Before we scribbled it? You, I have it there where I scribbled out that. I wrote my name back. <laughs> I, no, you're not going to take away my glory. Like, I, I was so excited to be there. I was like, let's see, calm down. I'm surprised because I know Adrian is being the beer pong, the beer pong guy. Like the, the, not that day yeah. he wasn't. Mm-mm. Like to me, I once questioned like, do you peer, do you go home and peer, and play beer pong with a kid? Like, what do you do? <laughs> like, it's like how, how do you get so good at this? I I mean I I don't know because I'm zero percent good. That's what yeah. made it even so much better at beating mm. him because it's like he prides himself on being so mm-hmm. great at it. And I was like booyakalaka. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And that was the first time I met Pat. I was like Pat, we're best mm-hmm. friends today. I told him like even before we went, I was like we're besties right now. I was yeah, because like, you got you got you got you got pounded up by random. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. random. I had never met yeah. Pat before. Wait, wait, but it was a random. How did Erica wind up with the uh, random Adrian? chance? Yeah, random chance. Yeah. Quote unquote, <laughs> right? Supposedly they picked our names out of a hat. I was yeah. like, how convenient. Yeah, this uh, this thing, this thing is really. There was no names in there. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I don't. Rem- I, I I honestly. I mean, yeah. it was a while ago. I have to show you the picture. Well, they made the board. I I don't know. Like the names are put on the board, and boom, we went in. Right, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, Pat. You know, whatever. And it was like, thank goodness he was like as motivated as I was to win. Was it the same night that we had that whole? Remember that uh, event that we had? It was various events. It wasn't the circus. It wasn't the event. Olympics. Okay. It wasn't the yes, Olympics. which is, I just, I, I did not. Yeah. I wasn't great. I mean, I, I like the. The, I, the plate spinning thing? Yeah, not good. Like, are, are the arrow? Like, I wasn't good at that one either. I was okay. Archery? I was not. Then we did the, the flavoring one. What, yeah. what were we drinking? Oh, to try to taste the wine, wine. to try to see, like, what the ingredients. I'm like. They taste like shit. First of all, I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't drink often mm-hmm. enough to kind of quantify as any kind of expert i'm like tastes like crap like yeah. i don't know what else to say <laughs> tastes like an alcoholic beverage that you know i would drink a lot of or i would drink one of like this i know that on my team i had uh, an italian gentleman which we couldn't communicate i tried i tried speaking in spanish we couldn't communicate but he knew what the fuck it was in there it was an Italian gentleman. I don't know what, his, what it was. I don't know. I meet a whole. I obviously meet a bunch yeah. of new people every time I hang out with it. I, mm-hmm. you know, I met you guys. Yeah. It's like I remember that guy. He said, "Oh, it tastes like this and this and that." And I was like, "Oh, okay." You're like, sure. Check me. It's alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad every time we have a, a we go to the galleries because I meet a new face and they're like, "Oh, I already met you." I was like, "Really?" And they're like, "Yeah, I've already met you." I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't remember so many new faces." Yeah, I've met a, a few people that and I think like like CJ. Like I became, you know, now mm-hmm. we're Instagram followers on mm-hmm. each other. And Allie and um, there was some and Steve obviously, and I met Steve through Erica mm-hmm. and everything else. So like I, I I met you and now I met you know I met you again I should say. <laughs> so how speaking of that because like Erica is the is the the flashpoint I guess to to all this. So when how did you meet her? When I was twenty or twenty one, I worked at Animal Services for Miami Dade, and Erica was um, a vet tech there. Mm-hmm. Adrian was also he was an I, I don't think he was an investigator yet. I think he was just an animal control officer. Mm-hmm. So that's how we met. So I was like twenty one when I met them. Um, Erica left, and then she, you know she went to nursing school and everything else like that. And then I worked there for probably like four or five years, and then I left, and I got had my daughter and everything else like that. So. I was gone for like, I don't know, close to 10 years. But I, I would see Adrian from time to time because like we would do the so animal the time rescue you were married thing. already? I was already married. Okay. I was married when I, when I met these people because okay. I got married mm-hmm. at 21. Mm-hmm. So I had, I think we were married. I don't even remember. Maybe it was like right around the same mm-hmm. time. Um, and then like when I wasn't, when my ex-husband and I were going through a divorce, like I uh, reached out to this, uh, another friend of ours. Her name is Kathy. 
and I had invited Kathy and Adrian and Erica to come and hang out with my mom mm-hmm. at my mom's house because of the horses and everything else like that. And then um, Erica couldn't make it, but then Adrian and Kathy came, and that's basically how it started again. And then I met Erica, and we started hanging out, and you know now we're all you know a lot closer than we used to be because I didn't talk to anybody for a decade. So it was cool though. But you know, uh, was this by choice or was this because of the marriage? It was kind of a little bit of everything. Like, my ex-husband would not have been okay with me having close guy friends. Mm. And I wasn't necessarily close to Adrian, but it's kind of just like, he wasn't cool with it. Mm-hmm. And Erica had just left. So, like, and it wasn't, like, social media wasn't as big as it is now. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no, mm-hmm. in, there wasn't Instagram or anything else when they left. So, it was just, like, because I was very intentional about reaching out with people when I was going through this, you know, terrible time i was like i want to just make as many friends as i can because i didn't want to be by myself so i was reaching out and then i reached out to my friend kathy and i was like oh have you talked to erica no i haven't okay well let me reach out to erica Hmm. and i reached out to erica and then i reached out to adrian i did all these other things and like how just like the you know the thread of things just get braided up and you know now everything's great wonderful Hmm. stupendous (laughs) magnifique it's 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 great uh that type of friendships uh i mean in the friendship episode we talked about that uh, with steve like you know, you could like you could like like spend some time away, and then like if nothing ever changed, you just start again. Yeah, and yeah. like obviously, so Erica had gotten married and met Steve, and then Adrian had his daughter, and obviously I had my two kids mm-hmm. and everything else like that. So there was like there was a lot of life that happened in between that time. So when we started hanging out, it was like there was a lot to catch up mm-hmm. on, but it wasn't like awkward. It wasn't like this whole like how do I interact with them. It kind of just was like immediate, and like we were able to share those things without like that whole like awkward meeting a friend like how do i interact like because they're so great like it was so much easier to just you know bring you know erica brought me into the fold and it was just awesome i met all these great people and like they have this cool life and they do all these dinner parties and you know i would go over to erica's and we had different themed parties like we did this face mask party nope. you were there for that Tay. Yes. Go, yes i still have my headband yes i gave it well i gave it to my daughter but we had on like these these animal face masks mm-hmm. we made like a sugar scrub and we did a bunch of stuff like that and i think the pasta the the lasagna night was a different though because i think that was just me you yeah and yeah i think yeah because yeah because yeah, it was only four of us at that, uh, for that event for the, the face mask one yeah it was me you adrian and then Erica and Steve. Yes. Uh-huh. That mm-hmm. was how maybe it was. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all got <laughs> bad. It was yeah. super cute. It was, it was a lot of fun. Like, mm-hmm. and we were up to like two o'clock in the morning just like talking about, you know, oh, and we played like a, like a 90s uh, trivia game or something yeah. like that. And mm-hmm. obviously I, I mean, I am a 90s child, you know, I was born mm-hmm. in 87, mm-hmm. but it's just like, I'm not like super, you know, into it. So I, I didn't do great. It, but I think a lot of people like uh, like when you think of the '80s, you get the traditional '80s, like the eight, you know, like there's th- the things. If you look really look into it, or the '90s itself, there's things that were like, oh yeah, yeah, but we don't want to talk about that '90s. We don't want to talk about this '90s. Right. We want to talk about like more like pop culture. Yeah. We don't want to talk about like actual stuff that happened. Yeah. Like who really cares about stuff like that? <laughs> I think I posted on Instagram the other day. Like, you ever seen The Fifth Element? Uh-huh. Yeah. And oh, it's kind of like know, you know those stones. So I follow this page, like, 90s kids only or something like that. And it's just, like, if she doesn't recognize these, she's too old for you, bro. <laughs> and it's just, like, I posted it. And, like, I had a whole bunch of people that were, like, what is this? I'm, like, exactly. I was, like, well, you're too young. I don't know what to tell you. Someone was, like, we already established this. I was, like, bro, educate yourself. Bruce Willis, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Bruce Willis is a G. Die Hard. I like Die Hard, too. But I don't know. I've seen him in a lot of different stuff. I saw him in some movie recently where he was, like, 
a cop and his wife was like cheating on him and he like found out because the toilet seat was up he's like is he under the floor or is he under the bed or in the closet and he was like threatening to shoot and she freaked out i don't even remember what it was but it was so great i think it was called the some kind of detective movie. I can't remember what but it that, is. That's good. He was very a good detective finding that out. <laughs> I would have been like, oh, I left it up, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and like he came home suddenly and like the seat was up and he's just like, you know, there's fog. I think the mirror was, was oh. cloudy and her hair was dry and then the seat was up and he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know and obviously like you're, you know he's a detective so like he would see stuff like that and he's like you know he's like oh under the bed he's like oh but there's a box under the bed he's always in the closet so he's like I'm gonna point my gun at the closet he's just like if you don't tell me if someone's there I'm gonna shoot it she's like there's nobody there you're crazy and he finally gets a three she's like ah and the guy opens the door and he's like oh you know he's like I told you so, so. yeah don't, don't don't cheat on Bruce <laughs> shoot. Demi Moore she's bananas man so you said yeah, you worked uh, animal services. Mm-hmm. Um, I, recently, didn't you like change? So I left animal services when I was pregnant with my daughter, <clears throat> Riley, and I left there because obviously I was going on maternity mm-hmm. leave. Um, but when it was kind of like time for like to go back to work, I was like, I don't really want to go. I don't want to leave her with somebody else. Like my son was already in school. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So we just decided to be a stay-at-home mom. So then I left animal services and I was gone for like five years. And then when I went back to work, I started working for the state of Florida for the Department of Ag. And that's what I did for five years. And then now I work for Chewy. Until like like October, I started working for Chewy. Oh, com. Chewy, Chewy.com. I was about to say, Chewy, are you talking about uh, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> no, I worked for Chewy.com. <laughs> how, how, how did that? How did that? You like it? Like I like it? it a lot. I mean, the thing about working for the state is that, like, the work itself was really good. Like, I loved it. Obviously, mm-hmm. like, I would pet. I literally was petting horses, like, mm-hmm. all day long. It was super great. I would go to these botanicas, mm-hmm. and I would do all this other stuff. It's just, like, it's very rich in culture, and it's, like, seeing all these animals and a lot of different stuff. Um, the politics of the work was terrible, and it's, like, the actual paperwork of it just was, it just, it wasn't great. And then, obviously, I went through a divorce, and then I broke my elbow, and then mm-hmm. I got COVID, and then, I and then like, my work dad died, like, all in the middle of this mm-hmm. other stuff. So, it was just, like, all in 2020, so everything was closed, and it was just this repeated mess of not great things happening over, like, one month to month. It was, like, my ex-husband moved out. Within two months, he was living with another girl. Then we got divorced and the next day I found out she was pregnant and then I broke my elbow and then my best friend died and then I got wow. COVID. It was like within like five months of each other and it was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it anymore. Yeah. It was like my work suffered and they're all like, what's going on? They're, you're like, you know, we need to do this. And I was like, I'm not, I'm, I can't do this with you guys anymore. So then I left and then I only worked for Chewy.com. Is that when you started to reach out process to your friends? No, 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 this, this was, was during the time, right? So my ex-husband and I got separated in like March of 2020. Mm. So it was it was like during that time, and then he moved out in June, and she was pregnant by September. So kind of just gives you a time range of, and we were divorced October first. October first is the date we were divorced. So I had started hanging out with all these people like when we separated because I wasn't home. We were like, you know, if he wanted to be with the kids on one weekend, like I would go and stay with my mom, or I went with my grandparents, and I would do stuff like that so that way. Because if not, he he was going and sleeping on other people's couches. The guy's paying my mortgage, like you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there's only a certain mm-hmm. amount of you know of. Uh, witchiness I can extend I guess I could say so I was trying to be as gracious as I can so then I would take myself out and I would leave so that he could be at the house with the kids and everything else like that and that's when I started to reach out to other people because I just realized that I hadn't done anything for like the past 10 years Mm -hmm. you know all of my friendships kind of just revolved around him and like everything in my lifestyle kind of like just started to like divulge because you know 
for one reason or another like I just stopped taking care of myself mm -hmm. and that's why your and all of my friendships kind of just faded away so when we got to, when we were separated I was like I didn't have anybody I was like I have no friends mm. or I would have a select few and mm -hmm. I couldn't say none um, you know there's still people that obviously I'm, I was still really good friends with but I just realized I'm like I can't have two friends and they can't be there for me 24 7 so like there was weekends that like the kids would be gone and I was like what am I gonna do with myself for three days by myself like I've never had that kind of time alone so that's why I just started reaching out and making plans and meeting new people and trying new things and going on vacation and you know all this other stuff and it's just it's been great I've you know life is so much better it's so much better I, I always say that all the time the worst thing I've ever been through is the greatest thing that ever happened because it's like I didn't realize how great life could be until I didn't have this hindrance you know that I didn't know about until it's not gone and I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe like I spent so much time devoted to this person who didn't care about me is basically kind of how the, that's how I would I chalk it up to and it's kind of like ignorance is bliss you know I didn't know better now I do and life's fantastic now man <laughs> yeah it's, but it's funny we kind of have a similar story because really? through my first divorce yeah I went through a similar thing like just like that I isolated myself strictly stuck to her friends you yeah know, her family and yeah, by the time I was getting out of it, I was like, oh, yeah, I I didn't take care of myself. Yeah. I already see that. I was just solely focused on her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, So I, I, I kind of feel what you're, you're going through, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was just, I didn't realize, like, how much of just the, my, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I don't know if it's just because I'm, like, I'm a girl and I was young and I trusted him. Like, if whatever he said, I believed 100%. I never had any reason to, like, suspect anything, everything else like that. I now know now I now know that like mm -hmm. he was probably seeing this girl before we were separated whether or not they were like in a relationship I'll never know but honestly it doesn't matter mm -hmm. all I know is like when he moved out of my house like the night that he split he went to her house so it's kind of just like mm. you know <laughs> it kind of lends you to understand that they obviously had a close enough relationship to each other that he could call her when he's in trouble and have somewhere to go mm -hmm. you know that it kind of makes me think that I'm kind of like, okay, this was probably going on a long time before. In all honesty, like, we probably shouldn't have been married as long as we were. Just because, <laughs> yeah. whatever. But, you know, I can't, I, there's nothing I can do about it now. And people are like, oh, do you wish that you would have known sooner? I'm like, I think that the way things worked out is fine. Because if we would have separated earlier, like, I would have had a lot younger of kids. And I wasn't working. And I wasn't doing all these other things. So it's like the way that things unfolded for themselves kind of worked out for my benefit. Because my kids are older now. And I have a better understanding of money and my time and my worth and all these other things. Maybe just because I am physically older, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not in my 20s just trying to figure out where life is. I'm a little older than that now. And like I have a better understanding of who I want to be and who I want in my life and everything else like that, you know. And it's weird to be grateful for something so bad. I know I, I, it's such a contradicting thing because I'm not pro-divorce. I'm not I'm, I'm very kind of like work it out as much as you can you know it's the alternative is not great mm -hmm. like i tell people that all the time i'm like the alternative is like you guys see me now and i'm like but this is two years of hard work mm -hmm. that i put into myself and i like i literally like it was very intentional so everything that i did was super intentional i intentionally made plans and i would do these other things and i, I started a blog and i and i reached out to friends and i made vacation stuff and i would shopping and i like bought a new shower curtain you know, just for something like that, because I'd like, I like I wanted to be very intentional about how I um, just lived from now on because I had spent so much time, 
you know, catering to someone else's needs who mm-hmm. didn't really deserve it. You know, so it's just like once that was gone, I was like, I don't even know what do I like now? Like, what do I do with my time? I don't even know what kind of movies I like. I, I didn't even own any makeup. Like, I, I own nothing because I never put anything on. I was like, now if I want to go out, I'm like, I have to buy, like, hmm. I had, like, CVS makeup. I was like, it's gone within an hour. I don't know <laughs> if you guys know how makeup is, but, like, now that I've been, like, investing in better makeup, I'm like, oh, my gosh. You're like, right? it's <laughs> such a difference. So the, the, the higher quantity, I mean, higher... Quality. Quality. Quality, definitely. Like, when you spend $30 on blush... You might be like thirty dollars on blush. It'll last. It, it's mm-hmm. wonderful, and you're like you mm-hmm. love it, and you just feel better about yourself. And it's kind of like those things compound on one another. So it's mm-hmm. like you start feeling better, so then you start taking better your care, mm-hmm. better care of yourself. And because you take better care of yourself, like you feel even better, mm-hmm. and it allows your you to feel better about yourself. And then your relationships with other people are healthier because you know what you're you you're able to clearly distinguish like lines of where you're comfortable or what you want or what you can accept and like obviously like i'm an adult i can't expect i don't expect from perfection from myself and at least not anymore Mm -hmm. or other people around people make mistakes people say really dumb stuff people you know especially men and i'm so sorry i know it's okay i'm just letting you know men are are yeah super not great um (laughs) but it just it i don't know all of it's it's very great the only thing I can like that's the, basically what I can chalk it up to is just that like things are so much better now and I didn't realize how lousy they were before until you go through this horrible stuff and you're just like oh my gosh like imagine if I would have spent like the next 20 years with this person and then in 50 I uh, you know something happened or we divorced yeah. or whatever and it's like I spent all this time devoting myself to this person who didn't care about me why why would you do that to yourself and then you to start all over right so oh. I'm glad that like I did it as a you know I'm yeah. glad I'm glad that it happened to me younger mm-hmm. so you know that I can establish myself a little better that I'm not like half my life is already gone and I'm starting over again so that's good I, mean, I like it now, when you rekindle with your friends, how did you see your friends? Were they different? Or were they the same? And honestly, it was kind of like the prodigal son. Like everybody was super like come in, oh, like and yeah. Like, yeah, like it was so great because they all knew. I didn't realize how many people didn't like him until mm. after, and then all of a sudden it was just like this waterfall of people mm-hmm. telling me how they always felt and what they thought. And you know, he's not a, like he's not like this god awful horrible person. He doesn't lie, cheat, steal, and you know you know spit on the ground as you walk mm-hmm. but i guess in regards to me like people that care about me didn't care for the way that he he portrayed himself with me mm-hmm. or the way that he carried himself or the way that he acted against me or my kids or anything else like that so when i did that like everybody was super welcoming super like oh my gosh like i'm so glad and like it w- it's crazy to me to think that like how limiting my relationships were before and like how rich they are now like even with my family like my brothers like my brothers would be like well we didn't say anything because he was your husband and yeah. he didn't want to cause a thing but like oh by the way we never liked him and i have three brothers for them all to feel the exact same way they're all like oh by the way we didn't like him and i was like okay like <laughs> you know it's it was a little like it was a little bit eye-opening for me to realize like i don't want to say blind because people always want to say oh love is blind or anything no. else like that it wasn't a thing about being blind it was more of a choice to overlook it mm-hmm. if that makes more sense like it's not like oh i just didn't see it it's like i saw everything that you guys see i just chose 
to be like, okay, you know what? We're just going to focus on other things. Because you're trying to work it out. Right. Yeah, we all try to work it out. You know, yeah. friendships and all relationships. Yeah, it's like I told him yeah. my previous marriage, I used to see the red flags, but I was like, mm, I love this person enough that I'm going to stick with her. Right. And yeah. I was like, I was very like, oh, you know what? Marriage. And like, I grew up a very conservative thing about like, you know, church. Like my grandparents have been mm-hmm. married for 60 years. And it was just like, I didn't want these things. And I wanted my kids to grow up in this household and be married with their family and their, their parents together and everything else like that. And like, like I said, there was a very big contrast to how I felt back then or how I viewed things then and how I view them now. Not because it's vastly different. It's just the way that I approach it is differently. Like, I still think that marriage is wonderful and it is something you should strive for. Mm-hmm. And I don't think divorce is something that should just be like, oh, well, if it doesn't work out, just get a divorce. No. Like, that's not how I feel at all. But <laughs> there, I also know, like, just because I've been there, that limiting yourself for this relationship that is never going to make you feel great is probably not the great not the most healthiest thing for you and your kids aren't going to be healthy and it's going to like imagine being 80 and finding out that life could have been so much better and you're just like if i just would have put a little bit more thought into myself like mm-hmm. yeah how like sad would that be i guess is the mm-hmm. best way that i could mm-hmm. think about it so yeah no, absolutely absolutely you yeah you would feel that you missed out on so many things so many great things that came to you and then, you know, just because you're in a relationship and you're not even happy. Right. It's like you said a, no to. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. just people that you would meet, like mm-hmm. even people like not even like I understand about when you're married, like not having a close friendship with a man. I understand. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of just like because I was trying to be respectful, I would not have any relationship with a man mm-hmm. because I would feel like, oh, I, I don't I don't want to make him upset. But it's like, no, like. I'm allowed, I didn't realize that I was allowed to be my own person aside from this. Like, it was always like, almost kind of just like I morphed into this person and I became like this contortionist and it was like, okay, how do you want me to be today? And it's just like, <laughs> even if it made me uncomfortable, even if it wasn't great for me, that's what I would do because it's what he wanted. I would be like, okay, well, he's, you know, he's the pillar of our house. He's, I, I, he makes way more money than I do mm-hmm. was another thing. Like I made a fraction of what he made. So it was just like, I always felt like I was like the lesser spouse, I guess is the best way you can describe it. It's kind of just like, because mm-hmm. you know, I'm the woman and, and I don't make as much money and I'm, my role is to take care of the kids, which I didn't necessarily mind. Like the whole, like, this is your role. Like I'm the house, I'm the homemaker. I make dinner. I, I do the laundry. I take care of the kids. You work really hard and everything else like that. But eventually it kind of became, that was my only role. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, if dinner wasn't ready, he would come home and he'd be ticked. And I'm like, and it made me feel bad. And then I would feel like a lousy person because, oh, dinner wasn't ready. But it's just like, in my mind, I think about it now. I'm like, for me to feel like a bad person because your dinner's not ready when you get home, your mother, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, like that's how I feel. I'm kind of just like, don't make me feel bad because I had other stuff that I needed. Or maybe I just didn't feel like doing it. You don't be upset at me. Like, you know, it... Uh, yeah. Yeah. It just, it, it's so like it, it, it irritates me now thinking about how much devotion I gave to this this just relationship that honestly was mm-hmm. just cancer yeah yeah. you wouldn't appreciate it no definitely not yeah, yeah. So. so is this where your blog started the blog did start from that because mm-hmm. I just I was like I need to talk I, ugh, there's only so much talking that you can do to your friends before mm-hmm. they start rolling their eyes about everything that you do. Not, not with us. You're welcome anytime. Yeah. <laughs> anytime. And like, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever been like that heartbroken where it's kind of just like, I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like I've heard that the, the, the number one, the worst thing that you go through is the death of a child. And number mm-hmm. two is divorce. So it's just like, I can only imagine, like I, I have two children mm-hmm. and I can only imagine what the kind of loss of a child would be. But second to that is divorce. And I'm like, I can 100% agree mm-hmm. to that because 
everything falls apart at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's like the death of a relationship. And yeah. it's just like, but it's like, e- there's nothing in your life that's not tarnished by it. Everything, like your mm. work relationships, the way you feel about yourself, like even your house is kind of just like, now there's a bunch of stuff that used to be in your house that isn't there anymore. And it's like TV shows you used to watch, movies that you used to love. Why did you love that movie? Oh, because it reminded me of this. Or songs you used to like, you can't, you have to, you have to censor what you listen to on the radio mm. because it might trigger a moment and it's mm-hmm. just like like I've talked about that in the blog too it's kind of just like how you just sit there and you're, you can't even have the radio on because it's just like even if it's a mundane song about like pimp and hose or you know <laughs> something else I mean it's not necessarily mundane but like you know things that have nothing to do for some reason maybe you were at a party one time and it was a great time and you were having a great day with your spouse and that reminds you of that you'd have to turn it off or you turn into a watering yeah. pot and you do all these other things so like when I started the blog it was kind of just like I wanted to be able to talk about it without having to like un like not everybody's always available all the time and it's just like at three in the morning when I'm sad what do I do so it's just like I was like you know what I'm gonna do this I'm gonna I'm gonna start to write and I do all this other stuff and that's kind of like what it started out as is me just like expressing it now it's kind of it's been over a year since I've had it and like so the 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 main focus of it isn't necessarily me talking about like what it feels like today to be going through a divorce. It kind of is like focus on other things about like what it means now, like how my friendships look different. Like my last blog post I had, I was just having a really terrible day and it was just like nothing I was doing was making myself feel better. And I'm sitting there in my car and I'm like crying my eyes out and I'm like, why are you so upset? And there wasn't necessarily one thing. It was kind of just like an accumulation of a lot. And I'm just like, that's how I know that this kind of thing is needed like I need to feel sad this day and I don't have I don't beat myself up about it anymore like I used to think like oh you need to be stronger oh you need to be better but I don't necessarily need to be like there's there's a reason why you're feeling sad and it's healthy for you to process this so that way tomorrow you won't have this burden sitting on your chest of unshed emotion or unshed you know things and you know there's certain things that I want to talk about that you know, it's hard to articulate when you're having a conversation mm-hmm. with somebody. But obviously, when you're writing, you can type it and then you can delete it and then you can type mm-hmm. it again and you can delete it or you can stop and then two hours later go and type and start writing it again. And like, that's kind of why I like doing it because I, I, it's a little bit more controlled of how I express it. And it's not just like me rambling on and crying or being upset or throwing foul language out or doing anything else like that. Like, my parents read the blog, my grandparents read it and co work and stuff like that. So it's like, I have to, I don't. I don't, I don't want to necessarily censor myself, but it's just like, at least I can control what I say without being like, oh, I shouldn't have said that, yeah. you know, and have like those moments of like, oh, did I reveal too much? Mm. Oh, crap. Which I don't really do anymore, thankfully, but you know, I used to before. Wait, you said you revealed things before, like, did people come at you like, hey, you said too much? How, do you, how did you know? It was, it was more of like a thing of kind of just like, how much do I reveal to these people I don't know? Yeah. You know, or that don't know me that well. It's kind of like, so I always have a thing like I don't I don't name anybody's Mm -hmm. name necessarily. Like my ex-husband, I've never actually put his name into Mm -hmm. my blog. And it's kind of just like and there's a reason for that. And it's not because I'm trying to be super respectful to him, though. It does have a little he is still the father of my kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are like it's not 100 percent of our relationship isn't negative. So it's like there are certain things, but it's like there are people that are still friends with him that love you know his family like they follow me on facebook they can go ahead and read the blog mm-hmm. and it's just like i don't i don't want to make it seem like i'm this bitter heartbeat mm-hmm. who's talking trash about her husband because he met another girl and left his marriage like that's that's not <laughs> what i'm upset about you know did it break my heart yes you know but i i don't want to come across as this person who's writing this blog to trash talk her husband 
Like, the reason I write it is for me. It's not for him. Does he happen to be a subject of it? Yeah, mm. he does because of what I what what we went through when, especially when I started it, like what things were like and how I felt, and and now that it's been going a little bit better, like there's kind of like a there's like a a better flow to what I how I express it, and like I do very, I consciously try to keep things very neutral in regards to him because. I don't ever want to be portrayed as somebody that's like bitter against it. Do I have every, do I have a reason to be? I could, of course. Mm-hmm. you know, but I, one day if my kids read my blog, mm-hmm. like I don't want them to be like, Oh, my mom said this, you know, like <laughs> I don't, I don't want to care. I try not to do things that I'm going to regret. Do I do it all the time? Yes. Because it's just human <laughs> nature. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, you know, but I don't want to do it all the time that I'm, or like that where people, everybody's like, Oh, like when we were talking before like about reputation yes mm-hmm. about how your reputations follow mm-hmm. you so it's like if i have this reputation of this thing like it's gonna follow me around or people might not respect what i say or they might think what i said is like an eye roll you know hmm. oh she's just mad because he got another girl pregnant or you know oh she's mm-hmm. mad because he left the marriage like that's that I mean i am mad or i was i'm not really mm-hmm. mad anymore like it did hurt and all those other things but that's not necessarily the reason why it broke my heart like it just it just ruptured everything and like I've talked about in the blog like things that I had grown for myself even as a little girl that like I believed them to be true mm-hmm. this thing's falling um, <laughs> you know they weren't there anymore and it's just like I had nothing to go on anymore like it was all gone how do you restart a life when everything that you once believed is now gone it's kind of just like you have to find new stuff to put effort into like you know like you have to find and not even outside of like friends and you know everything else like that like you have to find stuff for yourself so you start reading books and you read blogs and watch videos and you find stuff to occupy your time or you let it sit and you let it (laughs) suck which is i think is something that's really really important that i learned it's kind of just like you have to listen to the negative feelings as well and people like i know like in today's society they're all about like oh don't listen to the negativity oh don't do this oh it's like no the negative things like are good teachers for you and they allow you to understand things about yourself and they allow you to be more understanding of why you're feeling a certain way and if like there's a feeling that you have that's about something and it's not going away it's because it needs it's something that's deeply rooted and it needs it needs to be i don't know expressed it It does does. and you know Mm -hmm. and i I, if you go to therapy or however people want to do therapy you know like find a healthy outlet for it not like drug sex and booze where you're just going to (laughs) end up with like another problem but try to find a healthier outlet like writing a blog or some people do you know they they join a gym or you know a jogging club or they start a start a podcast Mm -hmm. or I mean, come on! Now, th- well, now that we're here, I mean, yeah, let's just, let's talk about it. Let's divulge this kind of thing, and you know, I just, I, I think that the blog for me is something that has helped me tremendously because it allows me the freedom to talk about what I want to, what I want to talk about, when I want to talk about it, and I express it in a, in a way that doesn't shame my ex husband and it doesn't embarrass me and it doesn't put like I'm not pointing a finger at anybody when I do mm-hmm. it. Do I think that I could? Absolutely. Would people be like, yes, go, fire and brimstone? A hundred percent. I have people that would ride with flags and fire behind me a thousand percent. Grab the pitchforks. Right. I do. The people are like, oh, we can go slash his tires. I'm like, no, bro. This is what I tell everybody when they're like, oh, doesn't it make you mad? I'm like, I wish him a life of inconvenience. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more of Julie B on the Compadres Happy Hour. 
<laughs> I do. I wish you a, a thing where you, you always have a low tire air, or your batteries not your battery won't charge all the way, or like you have an ingrown hair, uh, and or like a, a, a hangnail, or some or you stub your toe, or your shoes are too, or there's a hole in your sock. Like I, that's what I'm kind of like things yeah. that like major just inconvenience you where it makes you kind of uncomfortable, but it doesn't re derail your day. That's what I wish. <laughs> so it's a reminder. Reminder. Yes. Yeah, so just. Well, not even necessarily a reminder, just kind of like, I, I don't want you to lose your job and break your leg and, you know, you know, end up in, as a homeless person. Yeah. I want you to have a receding hairline <laughs> at 27. That's what I want. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, I want you, I want you to, when you're doing papers to the rock, I want you to always lose. <laughs> I want your beer to be room temperature every time you get it. Lose a beer pong. Right. I want you to lose a beer pong every single, you know, you play. I want you to win one and then almost win. I want your team to always lose in the Super Bowl. Like, I want you to be a buck shy or a, a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I would, that's what I wish. A life of inconveniences for him. So your blog, you wanted to be a teaching moment almost sort of yeah. I, I don't mind if like someone like I'm not necessarily trying to teach anybody else I feel like it's more about me just reminding myself like this is what this is what we're trying to do it mm -hmm. here for so when I type it out it's um, like I, I start writing it with one thing in my mind mm -hmm. and it ends up being something totally different and I write blogs all the time that I never post oh. because if I if I drink I drink, I'm like a 90 year old lady okay yeah. <laughs> if I drink coca-cola at eight o'clock at night I'll be up till three in the morning what? I don't I don't know why I mean I obviously caffeine yeah. but like you know I'm not like I'm not an old lady <laughs> you know I'm 34 years old I should be mm -hmm. able to have caffeine at night and I can't so when I'm up at light up at night and I don't have TV on and I and I sit there and I'll type it up and I have a few written that I've never posted you just save those draft I don't like there's been a bunch that I've written that I've never posted or anything mm. else like that and I don't ever I just I don't feel the same way that I did when I first wrote it yeah, no, so like yeah. I'll, I'll change my mind it's not because I write anything embarrassing or anything else like that it's just that like the feeling of like the heart of it isn't as important as it was that I thought when I was writing it I'm like mm -hmm. okay you know maybe maybe if it still comes up or if, if I still feel that way in a few days or a few weeks I'll post it but you know it maybe it's just for me that yeah, I'll read you, it you get out of your system Mm -hmm. yeah. Which now, is your blog public? Is somebody mm -hmm. that we can go put a plug in for it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's on Wix. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Spaces, is what I could say. I don't even know. Like, I, someone else was asking me about it yesterday, and I'm kind of just like, I don't, I don't necessarily mind if, of like, strangers read it. They can. I was like, you know, but if I post it to like my Facebook or my Instagram, like, I would want people that I know to read it, yeah. so they can have like a better understanding of me, or just you know, for entertainment value if they really want to. Um, but it's uh, I'm not I'm not trying to make a buck off of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's kind of just like I, if someone was to read it, I would want them to read it to have a better understanding of like what I went through. Mm -hmm. And if it helps them, fantastic. If they're just reading it just to be nosy, that's fine too. You know, like a lot. That's what majority, especially when when things are burning and people are no going through a divorce. When my first blog post, I got like 127 views on it because people obviously now it's like 50. So it kind of just gives you an idea because see, people see it, they're like, oh yeah. And they want to, you know, they think that like I'm going to reveal the juice, which I don't, which probably is disappointing because obviously it's kind of slacked off since then because <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't trash talk in, in my blog. No, I'm telling you, the one, the one you did uh, at, when you were in uh, isolation, <laughs> that's an awesome one because you can see, like, you, you hear it talking and like you can see your mind working. Yeah. And I love how you have even like, like in, like in parentheses, 
like oh but this means this like you, you're like you're like exactly we're talking to you you're, right we can see what you're thinking mm-hmm. yeah it was very enjo- yeah very enjoyable yeah and i think like when i was in the hospital like i could i still felt great like personally like obviously i was you know i was in the hospital for covid i had pneumonia i had bilateral mm-hmm. pneumonia mm-hmm. and you know it's two o'clock in the morning and i'm sitting there but i was hoping like i still didn't feel bad like i wasn't like you know having a pity party and then like i felt like I couldn't wait to get out because I just wanted to keep living my life. Like I wanted to go out and I wanted to do stuff and have fun and make friends and make <laughs> memories and write blogs and go shopping and, you know, build sandcastles and, you know, uh, write in the mud, you know, stuff like that. Like I, there's so much left to do. And it's kind of just like, I felt like I spent so much of my time just like feeling like, Oh man, you know, like I was married. I got married very young and you know, we go to church and it's like, there's only a certain amount of things that I can be. And this is who I have to be. And I'm, you know, and I was very respectful because my husband wanted things to be a certain way. So it's just like, I didn't, I didn't talk. I didn't say anything like, you know, like uh, there's things that I've revealed to like my family now, but like things that he said or like the way he behaved and they're like, why didn't you say anything? And I'm like, what, to what end? Like, what's the purpose of me telling you that he said X, Y, Z to me this day? When mm-hmm. he was drunk and he told me, oh, you're worthless. It's like, what would be the point of me calling my mom and being like, by the way, when my husband got drunk last night, he told me that I was, uh, I was worthless. Mm-hmm. What's the point? There's no point to anything else like that. Nothing like, comes out of it. Yeah. And I'm still going to be married to him. He's still going to come to Christmas. But mm-hmm. now my mom is going to be like, oh, this is this piece of crap who said, that to my who daughter, said this yeah. to my daughter. Mm-hmm. So I didn't say anything. Yeah, of course. I mean, <clears throat> and I know if I would have had your blog or read your blog when I was going through my divorce, it would have helped me a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope that it would. It, it would have helped me a lot, yeah. Because I, I, I didn't know who I was when I got divorced. and it, I went through a very difficult time. Yeah. yeah really I feel like divorced people, like getting a divorce is something very unique because it's like it's not understood because it's not just like, oh, we're not together anymore. Like mm-hmm. that, it's not a breakup. In, in like in all actuality like it's the dissolving of your life up to this point and it's kind of just like there's nothing left like <laughs> i think I, I i said something in like in my blog it's kind of like the skeleton of your life is still there but it's like everything else is dissolved so there's no meat there's no muscle there's no organs there's mm. no nothing to your life it's just this bare perim- perimeter of who you are it's like you're still a person you still exist you have your name you have your job if you have kids, you know, everything else, like those things are still facts about your life, but everything else that kind of was made up your personality and your habits and all that other stuff, everything's gone, you know, and you have to just braid it back. But the, like, I feel like the heartbreak of like divorce is kind of just like while you're trying to build this new life, you still have to like unbraid your old life mm-hmm. at the same time. And it's very hard and it's very distracting. And like when people talk about like divorce, they think it's like, oh, you're just getting a divorce. Like, no, <laughs> I'm disassembling my life and reassembling a new life at the same time. And it's like, it's very challenging. And, you know, I, I feel like for divorced people everywhere, it's kind of just like, I, it's just, it's a lot to overtake especially when you're alone or anything else like that and like living in a city of my like miami and this is like there's so much distractions there is a lot of distractions and there's a lot of opportunity to just divert your attention without doing the work on healing yourself Mm -hmm. which you know i think i've done an okay job but i (laughs) was very intentional about it you know and i don't have like we were talking before like i don't do a lot of things that people in Miami do mm-hmm. <laughs> so right exactly it's like you know so I think maybe it made it, it was a little easier on me just because like I didn't have as many distractions mm-hmm. as some other people do and I had the kids to devote my attention to so it's like okay you know what like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do this and like over time 
you know, a month goes by and you're just like, oh, I haven't, I only cried five times last week, <laughs> you know? And like, I tell people, I'm like, do you understand? I'm like, I cried for seven months straight, every single day, seven months from March to October. I think that's what the time range was. And it was like every day. And I don't cry anymore. And I'm like, that's a win. Like, yeah. how do you not understand? Like when you don't, when you don't cry every day and you cry every other day then you cry every four days and you cry once every two weeks and it's once a month. I'm like, you don't understand like your body, you feel better like physically because mm -hmm. crying is tiring. I don't know if I'm going to cry a lot, but it's exhausting. <laughs> like yeah. you get very tired, <laughs> you know, it takes a lot out of you. It does. Uh, so and you it know? helps you sleep too. <laughs> it does. Oh, I mean, yes, I think so too. It's like mm. once you finally have nothing left and you know, but I don't know. I just, I, I'm grateful to have gone through it is the best way that I can say, like, don't recommend it. You know, I don't, <laughs> but I'm grateful for the way things have unfolded just because of how life, how I feel about my life now. I don't think I would have ever felt about it if I hadn't gone through it. If that makes sense, it's like I wouldn't have known of how fantastic life can actually be. And I meet all these amazing new people and have all these new experiences and like love for my children or even like dating, which is another story. Another, But it's kind of just like you don't realize like how many other great people are just out there that are interested and that would never say the things that you, you know, I would only hope, <laughs> you know, that they would never treat you that way and anything else like that. It's kind of just like... I would have never known about any of these other things if I hadn't gone through this one terrible thing to get through it. I don't. I don't know. It's weird to be grateful for something so awful. No, it's understandable. No, no. Yeah, because I've been and I completely understand what you're going through, and I agree. I agree 100. percent Yeah. So you think life is better now? It's a whole lot better. It's a whole lot better. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you have something to contrast it. You know, to contrast it too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, I, I think I think uh, the issue that you, you bring up is, you know, like uh, people don't understand is because they see f failure. You know, they, they think it's a failure, but like you know, like failure brings, you know, like like spring. Right. It, it springs out new hope and new things, new opportunities, new yeah. opportunities that you've never had before. Mm -hmm. Because you know you don't have that, you don't have that contrast. It, you know it was bad, and you thought that was normal at the time. Now you see this. Right. And it's like you didn't realize how lousy it mm -hmm. was until you're not in it anymore. And you're like, it doesn't have to be this crappy yeah. all the time. Oh, man. And it's like, you know, and like there's a there's a proverb, I think. I, I don't know. Where, it's not a biblical proverb. It's, it was something about like constant sunshine. Nothing grows in constant sunshine. Mm -hmm. You'll get the desert. Mm -hmm. It's kind of just like you need these lousy things to have, not lousy things, but you need the bad days and the mm -hmm. sad days and everything else like that to make everything else grow better. Mm -hmm. Nothing grows in constant sunshine. Mm -hmm. It'll wither away. You turn, it gets a desert. You want to, you know, you go to the rainforest. Why is it so green? Because it freaking rains all the time. <laughs> you know, I don't think constant, you know what I'm saying? But like there's, there's a reason why on the spectrum of human emotion, that why sadness is there because mm -hmm. it, it just, you need it. And it helps to build you and it helps you to feel better. Like, have you ever like had like a hard cry? And then the next day you're like, oh my God, I feel so much better. Yes. That's yes. kind of like, like what it is. Like you're, you, I feel like physically you need it. You need it physically. You need it mentally. You definitely need it for your emotion things because it allows you to expel just the negativity. And I'm not like, you know, we were talking about this before. Like, I, I don't think of karma. I don't think of anything else like that. I think on a physical, mm -hmm. like very on, on that kind of level, like your body needs to expel that kind of stuff because it helps to helps your mind. So when you feel better, you think better and then you everything else. <laughs> just have a better day. <laughs> your coffee tastes better. 
You know, the guy in the corner, the homeless man, you know, you're not as pissed off when he walks in front of your car. You're just like, eh, whatever, dude, go, you know. Oh, are you the homeless guy that walks in front of you or the no, guy that gets mad at him? No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, I, he has a stalker homeless I have a stalker, guy. yeah. A homeless stalker, yeah. Pop, I'm always nice to him. I think I'm the only one that's nice yeah. to him. He oh. bought him coffee once and now he chases him after a coffee cup of coffee. Chases you? Yeah. <laughs> he stalks him. <laughs> Mind you, you saw the walk from here to the Publix. Right. He spots him, and he has to take a different route. <laughs> so does he just ask you for coffee every yeah, time? he just wants to ask for coffee. That's all it is. I think he's looking for a friend. He hustled him. He was like, can I get a cup of coffee? And they're getting double coffee, a donut. <laughs> and he was asking for more. I don't know. I think, I, I think that there's benefit to things like that so like when stuff like that happens obviously it's annoying to you mm-hmm. but like that guy might not i don't know like i i'm perpetually jolly like i'm always mm-hmm. look glad i'm a glass half full kind of gal mm-hmm. like all the time mm-hmm. so it's just like you know you should feel privileged that this guy can look to you and be like you know what i know that this is a person that if i needed something he would give it to me if, if he really actually needed it. He might be a little obnoxious about it or whatever else, but it's just like you don't know what that kind of kindness does to a person. So, you know, he might have been on the verge of nothing and you gave him this thing. So now he, I mean, obviously he might be a little obnoxious. Obviously he's a homeless person. There's probably a reason he's homeless because, you know, plethora of other issues, mental health, you know, drug use, whatever. But, you know, I, the way that I kind of think about it is this way. It's kind of just like if there's a, if there's a, a person shaking their change on the corner, and I give them money, and then they take my money and they go buy drugs. People are like, oh, you're just giving his drug out. I'm like, what he chooses to do with yeah. whatever I give him, that's on his. That's his his juju. Mm-hmm. I know for me that I gave out of the kindness of my own heart that I didn't have to, but I chose to give it to him. That's a good reflection upon me. What he chooses to do with it, that's a reflection upon him. And it's kind of like, I, that I, I mean, obviously, if you tell me, hey, if you give me this money, I'm going to go buy some you know some bad stuff over here that's a little different but if you're shaking your thing because you're like oh i'm hungry and i give you money and then you do whatever you want with it how is that you know it's not a poor reflection upon me it's a Mm. poor reflection upon him i'd rather be known for being kind to giving to somebody who was in need and and me you know uh, being oblivious to the fact of what he's actually doing than to not give him something and he may need it for something else yeah Yeah, that's a great way to think about it i like that's true yeah I mean, uh, there's a comedian that he was like, uh, the thing that you said, like, he goes, you know, I give him money, people tell me, oh, like, he's in for drugs. And the comedian goes, yeah, but me too. Me too. <laughs> so why am I judging him? Right. Yeah, you just have a little bit more money. I think there was a thing that was kind of like, there's like a TikTok that says, like, what's trashy if you're poor, but it's classy if you're rich? And they're like, it's drug use. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of like, that's exactly what it is because it's like, you know, if you're super rich, you need your drugs, it's much more socially acceptable. But if you're broke, everybody's like, oh, what a loser. You know, oh, that's what you're using your money for. And it's like, there's such a double standard for it. So <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it is true. It is true. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if people come up with these things. It's funny. I've seen I, several of them. I don't realize how, man, there's a lot of funny people in the world. Like, yeah. some people, I'm like, man, where did you come up with this? I love TikTok. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite. Yeah, he's always showing me videos on TikTok and <sighs> so the Instagram and the YouTube and the Facebook. And the YouTube. You <laughs> see? The old man here, the YouTube. The Instagram. <laughs> We call it the gram now. Get with the get with the young He's people. He's on me about that. What I say, the YouTube or the Instagram. It doesn't need a title before. I do the. I'm gonna make a note of that. Yes. Do but you not know that, call the, it. But the, 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 it's another funny. It's like in Spanish. I don't know. Like it depends. Me from. 
But like a lot of people would use that. Like for example, in Spanish, when I talked to when I was younger, I would say la polette. Like so, if you translate, it's, it's the polette. My sister. But it's, I don't know why. Like certain, I think it's certain parts. They add. They add the the what's it called the prem, press. What's that thing? The is a. I I don't know. Are you asking me because I'm white? I don't know. No, I don't like. know. <laughs> no, no, it's not a pronoun. It's the. Whatever it's called. I know but what that, you mean. But, but, but it's basically, basically that whole thing. So I, sometimes I think it might translate over to that. Like you, you add the because you're trying to say that it's, it's, that's the only version of it. Okay. Yeah, but I, so I was raised cool. in Mexico. I was raised in Mexico. So, so I know yeah. like in Spanish, like there is a very structured way for the conversation. Like obviously, like if you're talking about, you know, something, you can say the way you say uh, uh, his or hers or mine or theirs or ours mm-hmm. or you know there's like different ways that you know the the sounding of the word changes um, so I can understand about something like that and I know like I don't I know like certain types of Spanish are very very proper and stuff like that so I know living in Miami obviously you hear a lot of different <laughs> versions mm-hmm. so I can only under, I can only imagine like I'm you know I'm one of the very few of Caucasian people in Miami, there's a handful of us, you know, but like they're hmm. all my family. <laughs> so, you know, there's like seven of us and we all still live here. So, <laughs> but so it's, it's a little bit understanding, but I, what I like about Spanish is that it's, it's very structured. It's kind of just like when you're talking about yourself, this is how you say it. When mm-hmm. you're talking about them, this is how you say mm-hmm. it and everything else like that. But if I say it wrong and someone corrects me, like, in like a serious way i'm like listen do you know how often i hear people butcher mm-hmm. the english language do you yeah. think i ever correct anybody no so gayate <laughs> because i'm like if you're gonna come in, uh, at least i'm trying or something yeah. else like that and like if, if they do i automatically i'm like oh you're done I'm yeah cut your throat yeah but no it, 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 because i find it, it, it like, <laughs> like, I'm gonna cut your throat. like if you come up with I'm, exactly I'm, I'm like that's yeah. you want this and I do like a slice across my throat and I, yeah. I mean like in public or like even in a, sorry like yesterday we were there and I heard a double negative and I was like like part of like that, that I, I, I started thinking <laughs> I was like I was like we just let it go he has to say it but it's because of I guess uh, how people were to me you know so you're like, you're, you're like it's a cycle so they, you, someone did it to you so you're like I have to do it man. Like, you know like it just it triggers uh, but you're right. You're right. Like if you mess up, like you know, like you should be have a more respectful way. But like, oh, you know, it's actually this. Not to come at you, like haunt you. Not be a Nazi. Yes. Um, like, yeah. I, like I said, I hear people, you know, say things terrible to not terrible to me mm-hmm. personally. But I would never in a billion years be like, oh, you're this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. never. And I, you know, I, I think most people are generally like that. But for some reason, people think that it's their calling to be like oh what are you trying to say i'm like you know exactly what i was trying to say <laughs> don't play with me like I, I i don't know i don't i don't have a lot of tolerance for certain things like that i'm very because it's fluid respectful. about most things right yeah. disrespect is something that i'm like no because <laughs> <laughs> no, i mean like, it's, like i was gonna say like it's most of the time like those people that tell you those things are those speaking Sp- spanish speakers that in school got a b in spanish <laughs> Like, hey, yeah. I, think I, got a D, I think I got a D in Spanish, so just to kind of give you an yeah, idea. Yeah, you, you know, it's all right. You, you tried. I, I sort of. I got a D. Yeah. But, hey, How hard enough. did I really try if I got a D? Uh, you you could have got, got it for that full F. 
I didn't, how about this? I didn't give no effort, but I probably didn't give it my best. You know? I'll tell you, I remember when I was in school taking Spanish, we would watch like Que Pasa USA. We watch fucking shows that were in Spanish. I was like, Que Pasa USA. How is this learning? You know? I don't know. I Miss Arboleda, wherever you are, you know. She definitely was not a fan of me. And I tried, so, I, in my mind, I felt like I tried so hard. But looking back on it now, I'm like, you didn't try at all. <laughs> I was just like, oh, man. I was like, she just doesn't like me because I'm the only American in her class. Wow. Well, whatever. the thing about it is, is like, so I went to American high school. Mm-hmm. Like, I was a 2% minority in high school Ooh. of, like, black, non-Hispanic, yeah. or non-black, non-Hispanic. So, like, everything else, it was like, I, I went to school, was like, right on the edge of Carroll City. Mm-hmm. So it was just, like, all black, all Hispanic, and, like, just sprinkling him and everything and else. you and me and like four <laughs> other kids to make up that two percent so what's kind of just like you know <laughs> so imagine when i go into my span my cl- my my class of for non-spanish speakers it's just a bunch of kids who would never in a million years want to learn spanish like these kids are never going to learn so it's just like i was like man it must be hard to be a spanish teacher at a d-rated high yeah. school that like you know <laughs> Exactly. You know, my high school was a D when I was there. So it's just like a bunch of hood kids that don't want to learn Spanish. And like the one white girl, and she's just like, fail everybody. <laughs> that class photo wasn't funny. Yeah. There you go. Like, Fine Waldo. Right, exactly. <laughs> when everybody was like, hey, white girl, I'm like, There's, it's either me or you. I don't know. Who do you want to turn around? Like, I did the thing. My very first boyfriend yeah. was a white guy in high school, which are, we're actually still good friends. Like, uh, I'm really good friends with his wife, but he married a Dominican girl. Oh. <laughs> So I don't know if that's like a Miami thing that it's kind of just like you start to like, you know, your your preference is kind of like, like if I see a blonde guy, a lot of times I'm like, eh. And then I see a dark haired guy, I'm like, that's one, that's the one. I don't, I don't know if that's a cultural thing or if that's like a personal taste or if it's just because that's what I've always been around that it's like, that's a preference yeah, now. It, it does, yeah, you, your preference tends to be. So like if you grew up in like, you know. Oh, Iowa you think you'd be like you know you, and then you came down to Miami would you like only look for like the blonde girls even if they're Hispanic the well, bottle blo- in, the bottle blondes oh I don't know uh, in Miami you, it's a it's a it's a, you, it's a two for one. <laughs> oh, you're the blonde girl and she's Cuban I'm like well win 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 <laughs> you get both of the worlds like you get like, mistaken no because happens to me all the time every time I leave like the state for a while like you know I come back I start speaking English, and they're like, ¿Qué pasó, chico? And I'm like, uh, uh, oh, my bad. Ah, ¿Cómo está, señora? Like, Hola. Hola. Because I don't, my mind does not see that. I expect, you know, oh, and even in Miami, you get people get mad at you if you speak Spanish. Though. Nobody, they get offended. Nobody gets mad at me, though. The thing about it is, it's like, they'll say, hello. I say, hola. And like, I can understand enough conversationally that I'm like, oh, yes, no, okay. Oh, yeah, this is what she said or anything else like that. But... Like, we want to be able to have, I want to be able to sit there and, and introduce myself or explain something to you in Spanish. I can give you, like, hi, this is my name. This is what I do for a living. This is what I like. This is my children's name. This is my mom. Like, oh, it's over there. Oh, I, this is what I drive. Like, you know, very, like, see Jane run, see Jane play. Like, that's kind of what I would understand for, like, Spanish. And, like, you know, and when people say certain terms, I know what it means. But, like, to put it in a sentence, I would never be able to do something like that. But, I mean, like, People say it's necessary, whatever. But I think, like you know, you do what you can. Like, um, like you see when you try past like the pawn shop, ojeria. You know exactly. Yeah, yeah, I know what an yeah. ojeria is yeah. when I'm driving by, so I know it's a pawn shop. Mm-hmm. Do I need to tell someone? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I know exactly what it is. Or mm. when? Um, what, what, what did you call it? An ojeria. Okay. Now that's the same term that you use because I see 
the Spanish that I know. I don't know what it is. Ojería. What's a pawn shop in Spanish to you? Casa de empeño. Oh That's yeah, well, yeah, yeah. What is Benio? <coughs> which is like, pawn. 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 He says he's he's saying it right. Is pawn. I've never heard of Benio before. Yeah. It's so, so it's Benio. It's, 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 and Benio, okay. Yeah, so, I think I've seen that before. Yeah, Benio. Yeah. yeah. So he, you're using it correctly, which that's the proper translation. Joyeria is basically you're getting joya, which is a jewel, and you're making it like the. I think that. Was, so isn't jewel is is jewelry? Joya. Joya. Okay. Joya, so it's yeah. kind of like because that's I guess that's what a lot of pawn shops sell yeah. is jewelry. Yeah, joyeria. Yeah. Yeah, because the term you use, I've heard. Of I think it was you or somebody oh, else. Oh, for the it. joke? For yeah, the jo- yeah. Yeah, for the joke, yeah. Because yeah. like, I was telling him, joyería is yeah, jewelry. But Nicaraguans, or Central Americans, have a term for joyo, which stands for your whole, the butthole. <laughs> right? So whenever... I not expecting that. <laughs> if I had soda in my mouth, I would yeah. spit it everywhere because I was not expecting that. At all. All right, uh-huh, go ahead. So my grandfather would always tell me. And the joke is, because I mean, I'm telling you. Oh, God. He, no, I'm scared right he, now. Because he wants me to go to the jeweler. He really, oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Joyería, joyero, is still also the jeweler. Uh-huh. So he goes, Lleva. he goes, take me to the to the jeweler. But he says in Spanish to me. But I'm always joking around. Like, it's that joke. Right. And like, I'm like. What for, Grandpa? You need a colonoscopy or whatever? Right. So that's how the joke goes. So that's why I tell them all the time. When I see the word, when I hear the word, it triggers that memory. Yeah, I'm of like, course. What? So now it automatically, <laughs> like every time you see it, you're like, imagine you have to go buy a diamond ring. You're like, oh. Yes. <laughs> you're like, where do we want to go again? Yeah. What kind of marriage yes. are we having? <laughs> and it's going to help them. Like, I'm telling you, every time I've gone to the pawn shop with him or to the, to the jeweler with him, it's always some weird shit. How often do you take your grandfather to the jewelry store? What kind, of life, what kind of life did you have growing up? No, no, this is Jeez. recent. This is recent. Oh my gosh! Like, like you no, know, before COVID. So, like, the, the the issue is that um, uh, what's it called? He he loses weight. He gains weight. Loses weight. So I have to like you know you like they have to like uh, take a, a from a, the clock from the watch. Mm-hmm. Have to take a, you know a strand and put it back on. So everywhere we go, but every time like. We come back with like weird Why ass didn't stories. Why don't just get him like an adjustable band? Oh no no no! Like, cause you know that man's about to be a hundred and he's living in the That's in his, yeah, in old times. He wants to be, you know, like he has to have a watch. It's just weird. He's very demanding. Okay, I see. Yeah, take him to the butthole jeweler. <laughs> <laughs> it's always an adventure. Yeah, like we yeah, it's it's like can only imagine. He got pissed after because of COVID. You know, you couldn't sit. Like they, they took the chairs away. I've never been in a pawn shop. Well, no, no, like, but like, like with, with COVID, they, they, they uh, a lot of these places. Um, yeah, you had to wait in your car. Yeah, uh huh. Right. So we go, and he has trouble walking. His back, his back hurts, and all that. So he got mad at me. I'm like, dude, I told you stay in the car. He got mad at me, but it was like the whole ordeal, leaning on the counter, and the counter's like creaking. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> I'm gonna end up fucking taking all these jewels home. <laughs> Yeah, it's always an adventure there. Uh, yeah, I've never been to a pawn shop. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's a lie. A friend that I knew owned a pawn shop. That was the only time I've been in one before. Because if not, I'm like, no. Plus, I'm like, I don't know what like what would I buy in there. There's a lot of goodies in there. Like what? I went to a garage sale today. You have to you have to hunt for it though. Yeah, you do. Because it's not like it's not like, the, it's like, like, like the show. is this like high end thrifting? Yes. Yeah. Because the whole deal is, let's say, okay, I take this mug, and they'll be like, we'll give you five bucks for it. Oh, but I have a question. So, but I thought pawning was like, I gave, like, I know about, like, give it this, but I thought there was, like, a thing where, like, I I would give it to you for a certain amount of time, and then you'd give it back to me. 
as long as I give you money like with interest. Yes. It's basically yes. like yeah. legal mm-hmm. um you know, loan sharking. Yeah. Yeah. Well when somebody somebody goes and, and pawns their item, if they don't pay off that loan, they lose that item. Mm-hmm. And that's so how people yeah, people yeah. come in and they buy their goodies. Oh my gosh. It's so like I feel like that's pure profit. Mm-hmm. No but wonder you find why some good stuff in there. That's oh, what I'm saying. Like, no wonder why there's a pawn shop in every corner. Mm-hmm. What a good thing. Like, yeah, I'll give this to you, but you got to pay me back. Now to keep your stuff. Yeah. Like, oh uh, like on, on I'm a gonna good, open a pawn shop mm-hmm. now. <laughs> and a laundromat. Yes. And a laundromat. And a Maybe laundromat. a double one. Yeah. You do your yeah. laundry and then shop for jewelry. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then we t- and it'll be ha- it'll be an anomaly because it's owned by a white girl. <laughs> there you go. La Gringa USA. There you go. There you go. And there's plenty of property right there. Yes. Oyeria para gringa. Yes. We hope you're enjoying the show. We'll be back with Julie B on the Compadres Happy Hour after a short break. Listen, we got a, a, do- a store in the back. I call my, I, like, I know a guy that his dad does it. You know, if you don't mind. Because in, in Hialeah, everybody knows a guy. First of all, and especially in Miami, yeah. everybody knows a guy. Oh, don't pay that. I know my neighbor does it. I'm like, all right, cool. Sure. You shouldn't have put, paid full price for anything. And to top it off, entrance in the back. Yes. <laughs> yes. You go in, like, they're like, oh, you know, I know a guy. I'd be like, oh, I need someone. I need, like, a... I don't know, a tooth cleaning. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't go to that guy. I know someone else that comes to do it. And you go to like somebody's garage who they were like a dentist in Mexico yeah. or Cuba. Yeah. And they do a good job. And you're just mm-hmm. like, why am I paying $3,000 for this when I can just go to this by paying 60 bucks and it's great. Pure profit for that guy. He doesn't even have a shirt on. Yeah. And he's sitting there like, you know, put- pedaling this thing as it spins a wheel and he's shining stuff up and then he, you know, gives it to you but and it's you're a gamble good. too. It's a gamble because you've heard those awful stories that women with the butt lifts. Yes, that they go to Mexico or South America and they'll yeah. go and they have like, they get like sandbags put in there Ooh. and it's like something horrible yeah. that they go to some botchy doctor mm-hmm. who did it at, you know. Every- Your sister was telling us about Oh, yeah. I thought you were gonna say something else. I was like, "Oh, your sister did that." I was like, oh, "No, no, God. no, no." Yeah, like she was telling me, um, the lady went. It was Hialeah, I think it was Hialeah. Of course, it was Hialeah. And she got it, but they used fucking motor oil. Ew. So now, like the girls, like legs are they're gonna take her legs off because they, it, like it, it, can, it, you know, like I don't know what it did. It did gang. It caused it, some gang. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, she's looking up her legs. That's terrible. Mm. Yeah, but you can get everything done in Hialeah. For yeah. everybody's cousin's uncle's friend knows a guy that did it one time, and mm. he'll do it for you for five dollars. Yeah, there was this, there was a story. Kid, it was Kewarato, and like you, what? Walk, no. you remember that? That's like my favorite story because every time you walk by, you have to go no, no, Kewarato. I love that story. Remember that guy's com- the other guy commercial? The only thing that importa que el cash. That guy would come back, well, my father won't sell you, I'll sell to you. Yes. All I care is about fucking cash. Yes. And it would be on TV all the time. And I'm like, I've been, I've been looking the, I love going to the, like, when, as you drive down, especially like Flagler Street. Yeah. You drive down and everybody's got mannequins with a bunch of clothes out in front of their stores. Yeah. There's a hundred of them. I'm like, how does anybody, I, you would never have to go anywhere. Yeah. As long as you don't mind dressing the, like, like uh, a refi girl. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I don't you'll know what else. At, you'll be stuck in 1950s. You'll have a thing. You, as long as you don't mind showing cleavage. Uh-huh. <laughs> with these low-cut pants. Mm-hmm. Or that little bicycle pants. Mm-hmm. That bicycle all those, pants. like, the, right. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I'm a girl that lives in Miami. Mm-hmm. I know how all these girls dress. And they all wear, like, a tank top that has, mm-hmm. like, sparkles on it. It says, like, baby or something mm-hmm. like that. And then they wear biker shorts with some sandals, and they have these keys that have like 1,700 <laughs> things on them, and they're walking around down the street. So you don't lose them. Yes. And it's this giant thing. I know exactly. You guys know exactly yes, what I'm talking about. Yes, That's why you're laughing. Yes, I yes. But then you go to these stores, and all the material is that very like shimmery, mm-hmm. soft thing, and like all the guys, it's just it's a bunch of guayaberas. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's, I know, uh, it, it's Or they have the bejeweled shirts. And it's crazy. The pandemic hit, and those things are still like they didn't fail. No, they're, they're still there. That's because you didn't have to go into the store. You just take it off the mannequin yeah. and throw the money at them. <laughs> you just walk by. You just grab a mannequin and you walk away. There's like a deposit box. You just throw your cash in there. Yeah. There, there. There's a there's a joke about that too. And here in Miami, I guess you can go to the clubs dressed any way you want. You just can't wear tennis shoes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you have to wear pointy shoes, and with a bedazzled is a, is a plus. Mm-hmm. You might get a discount on your drink. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, you're good. Mm-hmm. In yeah, Spanish. Yeah. Okay, well, okay, let's go. Yeah. They can't wear Men in Miami, they have to wear a silky shirt, mm-hmm. but it has to be unbuttoned. Chest hair, Chest is, hair. Is, 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 it's either or. Some yeah. guys don't like it, some, but you have to wear stunner shades in the club. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to be like that, you know, where it like fades, where it's like super light at the bottom and then tan, they dark darker at the top. <laughs> Hair gel, maybe an earring, and pointy <laughs> shoes, always. So maybe you know where they're bedazz- going. Maybe some bedazzles, and their their name is always like Juanecito, yeah. Pablo, Pablito, you know, something else like that. And they're that. offering you, hey, you want to come to the VIP for the yes. bottle? You want a bottle? <laughs> it's only $600 for a bottle in Miami that you can buy 30 bucks down the street. Right, yeah. It's super cheap. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would go to the VIP in Miami ever. <laughs> I remember doing that. I would pre-drink and then show up. Right. That's people still listen. We're in our thirties. Yeah. That's still what we do. Yeah. We're like that's yeah. still, that's still a good plan, in my opinion. Like that's a great plan. Yeah. You then you spend twenty-seven dollars at the bar and you're lit. Yeah. I don't know. It's different for girls when I go out because I never pay a lot of money for no, drinks. No, that's that's good. Yeah, take, take it down. <laughs> I'm so sorry for guys when yeah. they go out because it's like I they're spending half their paycheck every time they go out. I'm like, mm. how can you? That'll see pretend you're gay. Huh? Oh, I was like, no, you know what? Because I've had, in a few occurrences, I've had this. I go to the bar to buy my drink, and some girl's like, oh, I'll buy it. No, she gets her boyfriend to buy a drink for me. And so I'm like, huh. so I, I, in my mind, I'm like, is this a swinger? Is this how it happens? Probably. <laughs> like, what's going to go down I here? Mean, it's co- you could. So, I mean, I never really went out before. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, new, new, uh, new singleness, new me, however mm-hmm. you want to say it. <laughs> new life, new me. So it's like, I just now kind of started going out as a single person, mm-hmm. as an adult. Cause like I said, I got married at 21. So it's like now as a person in my thirties and everything else like that, when you go out, men are very nice mm-hmm. because they're one, like, I guess, you know, socially they go and they ask a girl, Oh, when can I buy you a drink? And you mm-hmm. say, yes, no, whatever. I could never, never, buy a drink for a man to be rejected after asking oh, him for a drink yeah. i would have to leave i'd be like i'm done I'm, i would have to go <laughs> so like i commend men so much to be able to go out to a bar mm-hmm. and potentially be rejected by a girl after you bought her a drink oh my gosh like my my heart hurts for you guys it gets expensive i know <laughs> it gets expensive. and that's what I, another thing that i'm thinking like you know just shopping in my you know buying drinks in miami is 27 dollars for mm-hmm. my freaking drink and it's like i gotta buy oh man she said no that's it you're done for the night yeah you got for one drink and it's like i couldn't imagine 
like try approaching a guy and like talking to him buying him a drink and then him telling me no i'd cry myself to sleep every night <laughs> so i think about men i'm just like no i i commend you guys because i've never bought a guy a drink because i could not be rejected like no. how would i f no no but it's funny thing you bring that so i i when i was in arizona i had i you know while in the course of dating people i met someone that was from miami that went over there and she would complain all the time about she would say, oh, my God, guys here are not, are not, are not, like, you know, like the same. Because they, they wouldn't approach her. They wouldn't hit on her. And I was like, well, I mean, you left, you know, heavily Hispanic Miami for Arizona, which there's Hispanics, but it's not the same style. Mm -hmm. They're more. Culturally, it's different. Yeah, yeah. It's, they're more reserved. I mean, they won't approach unless they know it's a, it's a, it's a guarantee. Yeah, not in Miami. Guys no. are just, yeah. if you have a chromosome that is not the same as theirs <laughs> they're, you're getting hit on they're, they're doing the, 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 the Michael Jordan shoot your shot yes boom 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 yeah it's, listen uh, if yeah. they do it enough times one out of a hundred yeah. is still a positive yeah. <laughs> like how do you deal with that kind of rejection how do you still uh, feel great about yourself I couldn't I, I, I would cry myself to sleep yeah, every night. I would go to the bathroom, cry, and leave, drive, crying. Yes. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, how, like, to. to Horrible. That's exactly. The, I, I'd say that all the time because, like, you see, like, I, I mean, I, I, you go out and guys, yeah. they'll try to buy you a drink. They try to hit it and you tell them, oh, no, you know, most of the time I try to be very polite. Um, I don't think I've ever been mean to anybody. Not that I can think of. Um, but it's just like, how, how do you, how do you give somebody. A rejection after they've been nice to you and bought a drink, then it's like you feel so bad. Well, I mean, like if but it's uh, if you're upfront about it, like listen, a drink does not mean anything. A drink mm -hmm. means I'll I'll talk to you. We'll have a conversation. But if you expect something else, right? But you don't have to buy me a drink in order to have a conversation. Yeah, with but me. it's 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 kind of become instilled in traditional or like the norm. Buy me a Coca Cola. Oh no! But like they're trying to plot, they're trying to ply you with drinks so Obviously. you could get you get more like because hey. they, they want the end game. They yeah. want the end game. They want yeah. me to be litty titties. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Home. Yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna yeah. happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the thing about it is, it's like <laughs> litty titties. I love it. That's what I say all the time. Like, oh, we're getting litty titty tonight. Um, I don't know. Maybe I don't drink a lot when I go out, so it's kind of yeah. just like I, I don't know. Like I would feel bad. <sighs> I'm, I'm gonna say this i feel bad for anybody coming to talk to me because i am super mean and i don't think that i'm normally a mean per like obviously like we've hung up mm. not but for some reason when men <laughs> approach me in a bar i immediately like what's up <laughs> like, <laughs> so like there was a guy <laughs> so I went to uh, we uh, me and my girlfriend her name is mm -hmm. Katie we go to um, we go to this place called Lucky's Tavern mm -hmm. so we go there and mind you we go there because it's quiet we can sit we can have a regular conversation there's not music loud mm -hmm. and there's always there's not the crowd is like at least 30 you know you go to the wharf and everybody there's like 20 set, 22 mm -hmm. I'm sorry yeah. and it's just like I'm not looking to compete with Jack and Jill over there mm -hmm. with her super tone never had kids sparkly spark well there's not these are white people so oh, okay. it's, so they're mm -hmm. Maybe like you know, a bunch of like frosted tip dudes and stuff like that. <laughs> right, you know, in their freaking sandals and they take off their shoe and they pop open a bottle and they put it back on. Anyways, you, you get the gist, whatever. So we go to this other place and it's a lot more cool and collected. One time we're sitting there and we're kind of like the bar. It's just one big bar, so we're mm -hmm. sitting there and you look over and like these older, I want to say older, older, but they're probably like late forties kind mm -hmm. of guys. 
and two white girls sitting at the bar you know whatever and i could see them like looking over at us i'm like she's like they're gonna come over and i was like let them come over <laughs> oh my and god she's like <laughs> julie's taking earrings off ready to fight <laughs> no like so they come over and they're like hey what's up and i was like hey you know and i'm like i said i'm never rude Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna give you an inch unless you earn it. Yeah, exactly. never. Like even if you want to buy me a drink, no, I don't want it. And he's laughing because it's like I'm super. Like I, I, I don't. I know. I'm very. I, I sometimes I wonder. I'm like maybe there's a reason I'm still single when I go out because it's like I'm so mean to these people. So he comes over and he it. he comes over and he starts talking to us and I'm I'm writing him hard like I'm giving him. He's like, oh, well, what do you think about this? And I was like, oh, how, how old are you again? And he's like, old enough. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. You know, and he starts saying something about like, oh, you know, we're Hispanic and we like, you know, and we were, we were both telling him, like, we're both married to Hispanic men. Like, we get it. We're equal. He's like, oh, yeah, we love white girls, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm from Colombia. My ex-husband, <laughs> my ex-husband is Colombian. I immediately put my hand in his face. I go, eh. I go, I'm sorry. It's not going to work. Been and he there. goes, like, he literally was like, what? I go, listen, I'm so sorry. I was like, I'm, I, no, it's not going to work. And he's like, but why? I was like, I'm letting you know right now. No. And I walked away and I felt so bad. They bought us drinks and everything. I left. We wait, went to the wait. other side of the bar. I'm not oh, okay, talk okay. to this guy. Yeah, yeah, He's I Colombian. Ask, I was going to ask you. No, no. You, okay. Because I thought you left and left your friend. They were like, no. Oh, no. We were, I was like, she's like, let's go to the bathroom. Yeah. I was like, let's go. Yeah. And then when we came back out, they were like, look, we yeah. sat at the other end of the bar. Yeah. So it was like, I, I felt bad. But like, okay. So back to where we were talking about, like as a man, you'd come and talk to a girl. Obviously you meet someone like me who's a professional ball buster and you're trying to be nice to her and she's so mean to you and then you buy a drink and then she sits at the end of the end of the bar i how do you deal with that well i mean i don't know because i have a dark sense of humor i, I like ball busters i don't know i like the dude, bad i would i <laughs> literally i'm so mean to all guys i feel so bad for them because i'm so mean but you'd be surprised like i remember like i i, I took like my younger like i was like what 20 something i took a, a friend of mine ran a social din social dynamics coaching like it was dating coaching and he and he was like come along so you know you could be my first client all that so we went around and do that and one of the things that they teach you is like you expect that and how to work around it like do you expect girls to be a ball buster yeah well, because no, my friend is super nice uh, to everybody and i'm like they won't leave us alone just be me like <laughs> give them the, the what for and like the animals over here feeding the animals you're, yeah you're feeding the animals so they keep coming back right it's kind of like they're not going to leave us alone and I, like i said i am not a person that says like be mean to me mm-hmm. I, I don't think you should and obviously like i think the guy kind of understood that i was just joking around mm-hmm. when i'm like it's not going to work but i i wasn't going to give him the, the idea that i was actually remotely interested in mm-hmm. him like you know, so immediately I was already kind of like, man, whatever. I don't, it's not my intention to hurt his feelings. No. I would never want to hurt your feelings or make you feel bad about approaching me, being mm-hmm. nice to me or whatever else. If you get your feelings hurt because I don't, because I am the way that I am, I can't help that necessarily. No, but like I, mean, like, like I said, like it's like they train you because it's like, like any, any other thing, you train for the worst case scenario. Me. Yeah. So now we train, we train for Julie. Train yes. for the Julie. Honestly. Like, okay, so. <laughs> I'm going to tell my friend. You got Julie? I got Julie. So, yes. <laughs> hashtag. Hashtag. Next time you, you go out, if you get everything, be like, hashtag, I got Julie. Because Julie, got Julie is super mean to everybody. So, we went, me and, we went to the same, the same place. She had, she had been dating this guy. I'm not mm-hmm. going to tell you what his name is. Yeah. So, um. 
we had she had been dating this guy she broke up with him and they were still sort of talking like whatever mm-hmm. but you know she was she wasn't that interested she mm-hmm. already kind of told him like look i don't really think things are going to work but they still were friendly or whatever so in his mind though like you know he knew that we were going out that night because he's like oh what are you doing she's like i'm going with julie out she doesn't tell he doesn't tell her where we're going when we walk into the bar guess who's sitting at the bar by himself Ooh. is this guy and he's met me probably like two or three times but immediately i was like nope i'm like this guy is not gonna be happy i can tell you right now he wasn't so we sit down and i can tell like she's very kind of like you know very just like off put about this guy that showed up at the bar conveniently he's like oh my friend didn't show up your mother Mm. okay because that's not why you were there (laughs) whatever you want to tell yourself so we don't even sit next to him we sit at the opposite end of the bar within a minute he comes over Hey, what's up? And I, I'm friendly. I'm like, hey, whatever. How are you? Whatever. She's sitting there talking to him. But it's her and I that come out together. Like, we've known mm-hmm. each other for a long time. I want to hang out with her. She wants to hang out with me. That's why we come out. We didn't tell you, hey, meet us at the bar. You showed up here. So he immediately starts, like, talking to her and, like, whispering in her ear. And I was, I literally told him, I was like, we're not doing that today. And he's like, what do you mean? I literally was like, this whole whispering in her ear, I was like, she didn't come out here to be with you. She came out here to be with me. You just showed up here. I was mm-hmm. like, we're not doing this today. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, I'm not trying to be mean to you. I was like, but it's not I, this this whole whatever you're trying to do, you need to do it on your own time. I was like, because this is my night with her. <laughs> That's kind of, I, I told him exactly that. So some other guy that she knew ended up showing up and she's sitting there talking to this guy blatantly, like giving her back to this guy, right? So he comes, this is probably his biggest mistake. He comes and sits next to me and he's like, Julie man what am i doing wrong i turn to him and i go this bro i was like what are you doing i go you show up at this bar unannounced i was like and then try to hit on my friend i was like you try to monopolize on her time and you tell her how much how in love with you are how in love with her you are i was like do you not see that this is not working he's like i'm in love with her i go no you're not i go you're infatuated with her Mm -hmm. i was like and the fact that she doesn't want to talk to you anymore that's why you push so much harder i was like get a clue is what i told him <laughs> I thought he was gonna cry. Oh God! <laughs> like I told it to him, and like I said, I'm not normally this way, but I had already had it like yeah. up to here. Like I, I don't know if you, I've never spoken no, to anybody no, that no, way, no, but no, I was no, like, no. no, like I said, hashtag been Julie. Because <laughs> you've been Julie. We're gonna start that one. Yes, and I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it with you. And like he tried to like kiss her by, and she turned her face, and I was like, I called. So he had, they had left. Like he had left, and he asked me, he's like, can I? He's like, come and talk to me. So she went and she had outside. She talked to him for like five minutes and he left. We come back in. She's telling me, she's like, oh my gosh, he was out there. He was trying to get me to go home with him. Mind you, she drove me there. She's mm. like, oh, he's trying to tell her, like, leave Julie. And she's like, what the hell's the matter with you? He comes back in mm. to give her a kiss goodbye. And she turns her face. Immediately, I literally sliced my hand in front of his face between her face <laughs> and his. And I go, you got denied. <laughs> and he was so... <laughs> He was so embarrassed. He was so embarrassed. <laughs> How would you like to start a show on fucking, I don't know, what's it called? On uh, what, Bravo. It's our Bravo show. <laughs> Julie. Hashtag Julie. Yes. And it's just like, he, I, and he told her, he's like, I think Julie hates me. I was like, I don't hate him. I was just like, but. Take the on. hit. Right. He was being uh, desperate. Yeah. It, I don't oh. even know. And he's not a bad looking guy. He's a decent looking guy. And I'm like, no. And she is too nice she never would have said that to him so i'm glad that i was there to be like no, I, I i the fact that i chopped in front of his face i think pissed him off kind of thing because like it was like he was like trying to do this and she turned her face and i was like eh. <laughs> he kissed your hand 
No, he well, he was done. After she turned her face and he kissed her, he kind of like looked at her like that and I chopped in front of his face. The bartenders were there. They all witnessed it. So I think he was very like embarrassed. But I didn't care. Like, you know, I just, I don't know. I couldn't. I don't Julie, know. you are your mom's daughter. You are your mom's daughter. <laughs> I don't know if my mom would be like as uh, obnoxious as I am about it. No, but like, she's you know, the stories I've heard from your mom, how when she is right, like, you know, she'll she'll stand by her. You know, she'll right. show him back down. Right. So you were right on this. You know, like you know. Plus, I'll tell you that behavior kind of like drops your reputation. Yeah, because it's and like now. Listen, you're if, you're, bitch, you know, yeah, if, you know, if you hear thirsty. this, you know who you are yeah. because you got chopped in the face. You got Julie. Yes, you know who you, you know who you, you are. Thirsty bitch. Yes. Oh my gosh, get a clue. Uh, I can't. I can't. Can we say his name? His name's no, Eric. No. Oh God. The worst thing about it is this. Watch. I'm gonna go out next weekend and I get I get Julie. I'll be like, God damn it, Julie. I you, listen, I want you to text me and be like, guess what just happened right now? I'll tell you, like, listen, Karma. can I take a picture with you? Can I send it to my yes. friend? Yes. Be like, listen, this is Jonathan. This I'm gonna tell you about me. <laughs> no, you, you, how about this? You can take a picture of you selfieing in the background, giving her the finger, and then you said you put the hashtag. I said Julie. Yes, I I don't like I said I, I I don't know if it's just because I don't know if it's a defense mechanism of like when you approach men, but like sometimes men I think men when they go out they kind of want to meet these soft and sweet little. Yeah. It's not gonna happen not with me. My, I'm not, sorry. Yeah. As much as I would want to, like I just I can't, and I I don't but know. I kind of like. I like busting your chops, man. And if you can't handle it, pack your bags. But let me ask you this. Were you this way at 21? Probably, probably not as um, forward about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. with me, with people that I knew, but I was probably a little bit more obnoxious about it because I didn't know. When you met your husband, your ex-husband, were you that way? I, th- I think I kind of was. I don't know. Like I, I was 20 years old when mm-hmm. I met him. Or I was 19 when I met him. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just like I had moved out of my mom's. I was living with my dad. I was working two jobs. I was in school. Like It was this whole thing. So mm-hmm. you know, I was just beginning. I feel like I'm... Remember we were talking about like the, the skeleton mm-hmm. of a person remains. Mm-hmm. So like who mm-hmm. I am as a person, morally, I'm the same way. Like mm-hmm. I still feel the exact same way about a lot of different things as mm-hmm. I did before. Just the way that I approach my life is different. So I think I've always kind of been a, a, a little bit of a... I want to say a ball buster. I feel like that's just gotten worse with age. No, but I think... And social interaction mm-hmm. with men especially. Mm-hmm. Men just deserve it more. I don't know. I don't know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. But like... Ben but you know what you want. You know what you want. And then if they can't pass the gauntlet, of, uh, you know. The... It's not even in a romantic sense. Like, I know what I would want as an interaction with exactly. a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you you can be silly. You can even be a little raunchy. You can be a little inappropriate. It's fine. As long as you're not trying to be, like, um, don't intentionally try to offend me. Because yeah. I'm not going to intend. Like, if me trying to bust your chops, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm just trying to get a rise out of you. Or I'm just trying to get you to think, like. It's not going to be easy, which I think, well, like yeah. I said, we talked, I think, about, we talked about this earlier. Yeah, they correct you in a very serious way. You're Spanish. Yeah, you're gonna like, oh, now you're gonna see Julie. You're right. gonna get Julie. You're gonna <laughs> right, and I like I don't I I don't I don't like conduct myself that way in a hundred percent of the time. Like there's mm-hmm. you know there's I'm not perfect at all. Like people mm-hmm. say stuff. I do stupid stuff all the time. That people are like you're you're dumb. And I'm like, sometimes I take it gracefully. Sometimes I'm like, what are you talking? You know, sometimes I get upset about it. And maybe that's just human nature. But men in particular, I think, 
I, I think it's just because a lot of girls, like I said, I, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, no. but I do want you to know that the way that you're behaving is not in a way that I feel is, um, I don't want to say respectable, but it's appropriate. just even mm. slightly a little bit more appropriate but not acceptable 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 to, to you to yeah, me yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's kind of like i want to convey that all of the time that is kind of just like you are going to speak to me in a respectful way we can joke around you can push my buns we can do all that other stuff but you're not gonna you're not gonna cross a line because i'm not gonna let you and if you do there's gonna be consequences to it do sometimes i take things too far possibly I can't, you know, there's been times that I'm just like, there's somebody that like, I wasn't trying to offend and I definitely did. I was like, Dude! and then like, who knows if I'll ever get the opportunity to talk to him or her ever again, because it's like, oh, that was the last time I was with that girl. She said something so stupid to me. I don't ever want to talk to her again. Speaking of that, like, do you dwell on that? It depends like on having to correct it. I only, I think about this is I don't necessarily correct it. I kind of just like in my mind, I categorize, I like, I, I, I file it away so it's kind of just like so now when i meet this person i already kind of like, like you know when they say like first impressions matter mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily that i'm gonna always think that like oh this is that asshole but if i meet you again and you fit into the same category there then you you're cemented in yeah. and you're gonna have to work twice as hard for me to feel differently about mm -hmm. you so if i met you and you were cool but you're kind of an asshole great if i met you and you're an asshole and then you don't have any redeeming qualities i don't ever want to talk to you again or I'll talk to you, but I'm not going to respect you. I'm not going to listen to you. I think you're... Even if I agree with it, I'm like, you're stupid. Yeah, yeah, right. Just not going to be the same, yeah. Yeah, it's like, if, say if you really liked Coca-Cola, but you were an asshole every time, I'd be like, oh, Coke is dumb. Pepsi's way better. <laughs> Just to kind of bother you because it's like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, it, it may be... Maybe... Uh, I remember we were saying like a defense mechanism yeah. that like when I talk to men, like this is the way that it is, but... The way the crew cucumber yeah. bro. Yeah. I don't like the saying it is what it is because I want to punch people when they say that. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. I hate it. As I feel like it's it such bothers a me. I feel like it's just a cop out. It's kind of like, oh, it is what it is. No, it's not. It's, it's yeah. how you take it and how yeah. you interact with it or whatever. I can't help how you do, how you behave towards yeah. me, but I can interpret it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Say if you go and you throw my cell phone on the floor, it's not it is what it is. No, you're an asshole who threw my phone yeah. on the floor. So how are we going to interact with this now? Yeah. Like what's going to branch off from this one interaction that just happened? happened. So it isn't is what it is. It is that yeah. you're an asshole and I don't have to deal with it anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, the reason I asked you that earlier because I remember one time we met, remember I was talking to you about like I got discouraged from photography because of the National Geographic thing? Yes. That's a problem thing. My memory is my worst thing. So like I was like every time we meet I'm like I'm going to tell her because I finally found a fucking article and I was like I'm going to fucking tell her. Send and, it to me. And someone goes to me why does it matter? I'm like I don't know because I, I don't like being wrong. Like, I'm right. I have to be fucking right. And like, so like every so often I save that as a bookmark so every time I go on my phone I'm like there it is. But yeah but you haven't seen Julie in a oh, while. Oh so this is Julie. Yeah. National yeah. Geographic yeah. thing you're talking it, it, about. Because like, I was like, because like that day, I, was, I kept looking. I was like, oh my God, you're a liar. You're a liar. No. <laughs> like it was fucking killing me. I don't even remember what I was not right about. No, 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 no. It's not that we're not right. No, no. I was, because you, you, I told you the story and you were like, I got Julie. So I got, Julie was like, where does it say that? Prove it. <laughs> and I was That's like, Okay, prove it. Yes. So like, I was like, but it didn't. It, what bothered me was the fact that like I cannot find the fact. I was like, because you look for it, I look for it, and then the other friends were doing other things, and we're, I was like, yeah, shut the fuck up. I need to find this, this proof. I need to find it. So did you find proof? Oh yeah, like I find it, and like every time I see you, I forget about it. I'm like, eh. but oh, it was, it, but it was, it was, it was. Uh, even I was wrong on that. The thing was that 
they won they won but the category was instagram the category the, the national geographic photo that won oh, was okay. based on instagram right 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 because what i had said was like they fucking won the national geographic prize overall. oh and we were we were discussing because i was like it was like you were like why would they have won and it's not even yeah, a great photo yeah. i was like where did the yeah because because i said it was it was taking with oh it was taking with an iphone and I was right like, what the fuck is that and you know like how that's discouraging to you know the digital camera you know that you got didn't, julied. Yeah. yes because i was like i got julied yes. oh my God, now you could put a title to it Julie. Because I, I tell people, I'm like, okay, you want to back, where do you see, show me proof. Which is good. Or at least give, give me an example of why you think this way. So people are like, some people are like, oh, all girls are bitches. All right, tell me why. Tell me why, what, mm -hmm. what has happened to you and to, through no fault of your own, mm -hmm. obviously, because if you're a dick and the girl's a bitch mm -hmm. back to you, that's your, that's your bad, you know? But it, it's, if you think all girls are bitches, give me, I want one example who hurt you <laughs> two at yeah. least two two would be great one example is is it could be a fluke or she's having a bad day or maybe you know mm. maybe she maybe that's one lousy person don't generalize all women i mean i think all men are <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> damn no. again, Julie, again. but look at least you know where you stand with her <laughs> I, I want to i want to get the name of your blog oh hold on it's called julie's blog honestly um, I, have, I think I have it on the on the Wix app, app. Yeah, so it's called the app itself is called Spaces by Wix, um, but I can tell you it's called Julie's blog. Literally, it says, "Hey, it's Jules Verne, Julie's blog." You got jeweled. <laughs> yes. So I think you could probably just look it up through my email. It's jbustamante1329 at gmail .com, I believe. Um, so dashboard. I don't know how to. I don't know how to do this. Yeah, so uh, contacts. You sent it to me. Yeah, but you subscribed to it. That's why. Oh, okay. So uh, would you'll... you like? Would you like to post a link to it on the uh, Instagram? Sure, you can. On the Instagram. The Instagram. <laughs> on the Instagram. <laughs> Here, look. I'm gonna send you. I'm assuming that that's this is the intro. I'm assuming that yeah, because look, it says Julie's blog Wix too. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that brings you. I don't. I don't. I don't know if it makes you have the app though, for that specific one. Because I believe you can view it on the internet. On the internet. In the inter on the inter Oh, the World Wide Web. So no, no one says that. <laughs> dub, dub, dub. <laughs> I don't know. I took a picture of you guys, too. Hold on. Send it to you. So I'm closing out on this episode of the uh, podcast with Julie B. Yes. Is there anything you want to say? Um, I had a really good time with you guys. Thank you for having me. I you're had a blast. Always, you're always welcome. It was super fun. He's gonna need a co-host. Yes. Look, no, no. You go to look, even even Texas anytime, anytime. Oh, also, um, if you need a plus one at, at those weddings, I'm in. Yes. Yeah. I'm well, I haven't in. been to a wedding. That yeah. one was like a mini wedding. Yeah. You're gonna have to take us to the uh, women's bathroom too. Yes. Listen. I will. I'll be more than willing to let you. I'm gonna, next time I go and I'm in one of those sessions, I'm gonna take a picture. I'm going to say, this is so-and-so. This is what we talked about today. Just to kind of give you guys an understanding of what it's like to go to a women's bathroom. Because it is jolly and glorious. It is. Well. How do you know? <laughs> I put I put the cup right next to it to listen to what you guys talking about. I, I would do the whole, but I get a rest on that one. Yeah, because that's creepy. That's le slightly less creepy, but a not a lot. For, room for creepers here. Yes. Thank God I'm on this side of the table. But do you want people to follow you on Instagram? No, I don't really care about that. <laughs> I post a lot of pictures with my kids on there. I mean, they can if they want, but honestly, it's not very exciting. Uh, my Instagram is Jules Verne. 
like the author. But but you're better. But better, because yeah. I'm alive and I'm a lady. <laughs> it's lady. <laughs> yeah, Jules Verne was an old man. Mm-hmm. And that book. A few books. books. Yeah, a few books. Plural. 